right into it. Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Ian Hand, and welcome back to another episode of Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. My name is Ian Hand, obviously. I just wanted to start this uh, show off by saying I'm sorry about last week. Life got in the way, and you know, couldn't record at the time. But since I'm pre-recording a lot more of my shows, spoiler alert, I will be basically uh, a lot. E- it'll be a lot easier for me to uh, get out there. So. We won't be probably missing any more shows, but I apologize for those who, you know, actually wanted to tune in and be like, yo, Ian Hand. I'm like, yeah, not that week. But um, usually we always usually get kind of get one absence. But hopefully I'm not, you guys aren't that mad at me. But um, as far as I know, I should be on, uh, I see my little, uh, <clears throat> description of my podcast currently uh right there i don't know if anyone uh, wrote it yet or took it too hard and put me on itunes yet but i'm gonna have to ask the uh higher ups because i have a little uh, description right there <coughs> excuse me a lot of people have been sick in my life so i hope i'm not catching that bug myself but if i am i am and i really hope that that's not the case because i would hate to be sick especially since it's getting so much and so nice outside in the uh, midwest area Man, it's so nice outside. I just walked right outside without a coat, without a care in the world. And I'm like, man, I miss this. It's been about a 100-degree difference about a month or two ago, and it's just ridiculous. Honestly, I hope that we don't get that thing of that polar vortex crap. Oh, my God. Like, another, like, cyclone might hit. But I'm checking the weather, and hopefully within a week they change their mind about it. It would just be absolutely terrible. Honestly, I don't even know where to begin with it. Um... I'm done with winter. I think I'm good with I'm good for winter at least for like three years. Like I'm not a big fan of global warming and I think that we should really put some effort into it, but if we go with at least a year or two without snow after all the crap that we just went through in the Midwest, I'll be okay with that. Because it was negative fifty degrees, it was horrible, it was bitter cold, it was just miserable, and uh I hope that it just warms up like that. Like I mean by the time May rolls around, it's in the sixties and the seventies at the minimum. And then June and July can just burn my ass to pieces. I don't care at this point. I'd rather be burning hot than freezing cold at this point. Cause I've had, I've been down, we've been doing it for quite some time now and it was pretty miserable time out there. Never knew if we'd actually be able to get out of that uh, vortex and stuff. So that's neither here nor there. So Kind of just wanted to get back in the gear here and talk about some stuff that I did miss the opportunity to talk about. And we do have some new things that we are uh, talking about today since something just literally dropped like 15 minutes ago in the time that I'm actually recording this um, broadcast here on the, uh, what is it? Oh, it's Pi Day. It's Pi Day, guys. So, uh, yeah, yesterday, uh, if you guys are listening to this tomorrow, uh, today is Pi Day. So, hope you guys had some pie or... Did some mathematic equations. I remember uh, my uh, junior high math teacher, uh, Mrs. Repay, uh, she uh, had like a really fun time uh, with pi. She would give us a slice of pi while we did math that was pi-related, uh, which was basically, I think it was like circumference of a circle and it was just a lot of overall uh, circumference uh, issues and stuff because, yeah, you can't have you can't have fun in uh, math class forever. I mean... Pi was probably the highlight of my math career was because I kind of understood Pi a little bit, but at the same time, I also really liked 
um, the pie itself. <laughs> so that was cool. So in general, I just wanted to kind of point some uh, things out like we missed last week, uh, specifically the Mortal Kombat 11 uh, character reveal slash story trailer revealed. This is probably just another one of those big budget NetherRealm uh, studio things, and I think they're just really kicking ass with the overall fighting game story line, and I feel like that with the uh, dropping of the story trailer, it's absolutely uh, abysmal to know that every single character who has been on this list in that specific art style and all that other stuff is released. And let me talk about that leak first, because I know everyone else probably talked about it to death and no one's going to listen to me about talking about it or throwing my hat in the ring because I'm not a fighting game uh, face of the fighting game franchises on YouTube or any other social media. But let me your ears for just a quick second. I think it's absolutely sad that we have to have seen that happen I understand that there's always that one leaker who just gets everything right, especially when it comes to another own games. I remember the Injustice 2 one was essentially also a silver bullet, and it basically got everyone right. And as cool as it was, it would have been really cool to see those characters without the leak. And I'm still somehow just so drawn to them like a moth to a flame because this was a perfect leak that got everybody right. And even if I didn't do it myself, someone would have talked about it and chipped away at my morale and my subscriptions or just on social media, period. It was almost unavoidable at this point. I feel really bad because I was more so excited to see the actual trailer itself. And now instead we just get like, nothing we get like this bull crap we now it's instead of just getting excited we now just like okay let's check off the list of the leak and see if it's right and that's not what i think we should do but that's what we're doing and it's really sad to say the least and honestly i just don't know where to begin with that but that's neither here nor there i think it's um It just showcases that this is probably why uh, companies are skeptical to hire people who have phones and younger people who can't keep their mouth shut, who grew up with these uh, games. And because now there's like, okay, well, this guy just uh, basically screwed us over. This guy basically ruined any chance of us having surprises and now we have to rework our whole marketing division we now have to give out a lot more information now because people now know about it instead of having surprises so now it's like if i try to go in another realm they're probably thinking is this going to be another jack and nape with a phone who's gonna screw us over well i would never do that because i understand the opportunity that i have and if i ever worked in this industry even if it was just like I'm the guy who's at the combat cast just saying, yo, I'm here to play the game, or I'm here for this, I'm here for that. If I'm just there to promote the game, I'm just there in human resources or anything, it would just be a dream come true just to be in NetherRealm Studios or any other kind of place like that. I would never just ruin my chances by like, oh my god, I gotta get these pictures to my friends. I would just learn to bite my tongue. To be completely honest with you, it would be it's absolutely amazing and... Just the opportunity alone would just be perfect. I don't care. And I mean, like, even if Noob Saibot was on the screen looking at me, begging for me to play as him, I'd be like, you know, April 23rd isn't really that far away when you think about it. The game was announced in, like, December. Late December, right before Chris, like, right after, right before, uh, early December, right before uh, Smash dropped. 
for day one, day, day zero slash day one. And honestly, that was like, what, three, four months. And like for a while, we just kind of had to wait around for stuff to happen in January. And then that's when the hype actually started building up. That's like, it's fine. Like by the time January 17th, I think was the day. Yeah, it was, that was my sister's birthday when that stuff rolled around. And then all that other information came out. Like, yeah, that's when the hype started to building because you realize, oh, in like a little over three months, the game is coming out. <laughs> and like that was enough for me to be like, okay, well, I hope that no one gets that impatient because NetherRealm has been showcasing these YouTubers who, you know, you should always follow and stuff because they're huge into Mortal Kombat and NetherRealm. They will probably show you new stuff. We could have, I could have been completely fine if Max would have been like, oh, Maximilian specifically would have been like, hey, I'm talking at, I'm getting the tour of another realm. Here are some uh, characters and some stuff that I'm showing off. And then just getting the occasional trailer. Like, honestly, I'd rather be like, okay, who's in the game rather than, okay, I need to literally infiltrate the studio and tell everybody who's in the game. I can wait. I waited for Street Fighter V. Again, pretty sad that um, a couple characters were spoiled for me at the absolute end of the uh, game reveal. But it was like, I had no idea Birdie was going to be in the game. It was also super cool. Probably the only time I probably super, like, screamed and yelled and cried that a character was back in a Street Fighter game. Cody's trailer was amazing because they showed him off. And now knowing that Cody was a character and he had this massive amount of character development like, it was cool to see the trailer but like if i didn't know cody was back at all and he was the mayor or something like that it would have just blown my mind and i think that that's the whole thing it's like i want my mind to be blown rather than i have a shopping list of characters that i know are going to be in it i just want to make sure that this leak is correct or now that they are doing stuff and i wouldn't be surprised that out of spite they might make the uh, Mortal Kombat 12 thing a lot less, you know, approachable. I, I mean, not approachable. Um, More like it's less accessible to the public. I feel like that I wouldn't blame them, honestly. It's, it's actually kind of a shame. And I wouldn't, I would honestly tell them that I think that they should. That honestly close it off, um, have like a lot of restrictions, and if someone brings their phone in, Leave your phone at the door. Yeah. I honestly would be like, I'm totally for that because, you know, you ruined it for a lot of people. You've ruined the opportunity for a lot of people to enjoy this game and to enjoy themselves and just have this anticipation. You can't use your phone here. You have to put your phone in at work. And um, we'll basically we'll hunt you down if you, bring your, if you don't give your phone away. Or you just can't come into work that day if you don't give away your phone. It's something that, like, I feel like that we now can't have nice things because of whoever did this. And I absolutely think it's abysmal that leakers out there are doing this. Like, as fun as it is, as happy as I am that these characters are in the game, it would have been cooler to be like, oh, they're back. And, oh, yeah, your favorite, one of my favorite characters of all time, Noob Saibot, is back. Do you have any idea how cool that would be? I'm still going to laugh. I'm still going to completely cry when I see how awesome this character is. But that's besides the point. The point is, you just ruined the anticipation and the fun for me. And I feel bad that this uh, game 
is honestly now going to have to suffer and the entire marketing department is going to have to rework how things are going to go. They can't have everyone showing up now. They have to have like bigger and badder combat cast because they have this. It's like, well, we know these characters are in the game, so where are they? And it's like people who worked probably like weeks to months on these trailers and all this editing and stuff. And now it's like, okay, well, now you have to redo the whole trailer and add this character in because we know they're in a, they're now in the story mode or now that we know that because of the leak. Honestly, it's like if this person is blacklisted completely from the entire industry, that like that's that's too soft of a punishment for this guy. Like, I'm not trying to say that he should be hung or anything, but I feel like he should really understand the consequences of his actions because I'm looking at a complete full character roster in front of me right now, and it's absolutely depressing because I know every character on this stupid list. And with all these other characters confirmed, all it does is show that we really should have just had a more fun game. We should have had a perfect, perfect roster reveal, perfect character reveal, but we get we get nothing now except, like, a just, again, we're just checking these characters off like the list. And we can add three, if not four, characters to that checkoff list. Aaron Black, Cassie Cage, and Jackie Briggs from uh, Mortal Kombat X have also been revealed for the story trailer, which was really cool. But, again, I decided just to check off the list. Kotal Khan, Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and Kitana were also shown, but not completely confirmed. But obviously, because of not only the leak, but also the story trailer, probably won't be doing the same thing that they did in uh, X and actually have characters who are going to be playable in the story, or at least as DLC. But I really hope that Rain actually becomes a DLC character because he was a character we fought twice in the story. The only character that we fought more than once who actually wasn't a character in the game at all. Like, we couldn't play as him. There, there was people who modded the game to get the uh, to get that uh, thing for Rain. But, like, I really feel bad that they didn't really focus on Rain at all. He's another character I really like. And it would be really great to have both Noob and Rain back in the game together. With other characters, again, all I would need at this point would be the Lin Kuei uh, Triborg dude who has all the cyber Lin Kuei, and I think, like, I would never need another Mortal Kombat game again. Obviously, that means I can go back to X, because that was probably the coolest idea for a character ever. But beyond the point, I'm excited because Kotal Khan and potentially uh, Aaron Black might be talked about later on today if the combat cast is today. I believe they're always Thursdays now. So hopefully we can check stuff out, some stuff out. I can give a nice little review of that. I want to say maybe next week, maybe talk about that more. And hopefully maybe I'll just wait a little bit later into the day. Or maybe I'll even come in on Friday morning next week and actually talk about that stuff. Because now I know how to schedule things and not have to worry about scheduling things or scheduling other stuff. But beyond that, we do have another thing that came out. And that's the Avengers Endgame second uh, trailer. This one is just honestly as mysterious as as the last trailer. It's so mysterious. It's a lot more mourning. It's a lot more showcasing. That it's obvious that some characters have lost some people. Like Hawkeye is now Ronan because he's lost his family. It's almost completely obvious at that point that he's lost his family. Um, Ant Man's back. It's, it shows that a lot of characters are excited, and it's it's just really puts that overall excitement back into things and it really shows that like iron man still hasn't done anything remotely as um crazy 
I mean, again, we show him just in that ship talking to Pepper about that long, 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 um, that very long, uh, drawn out uh, uh, speech in the uh, little thing. And, like, that's the only thing we've seen him do so far. Honestly, I don't know. Like, maybe this might actually be showcasing that we might be sh- saving everything Iron Man related for last, or he actually just dies in that ship from a lack of oxygen. I don't know how to feel about that. I'm uh, really excited. I think that. It was something that is pretty cool that uh, this trailer really kind of doesn't explain a lot still. It just kind of shows just how different this Marvel Universe is going to be because this is the last time we're going to see characters like Iron Man and Captain America and even characters probably like Black Widow and stuff. Like, this is the last time we get to see these characters that have been on the TV screen, have been on my movie screens and in my house for 10 years. It's going to be a lot to take in. Honestly, I'm excited. I don't know what else to say about it. Give it a watch. It just came out uh, today. There might be people dissecting it. Don't don't watch people who dissect it. It's it's pointless. A waste of your time. Just watch the trailer once, if not twice. I watched it. I think a good one time, and I'm like, that's all I need to see. I don't need to see Iron Man ever suit up in a trailer. I'd rather just see him suit up in the movie and just completely have my mind blown. I'm excited for the story. I'm excited, and it comes out in, like, a month, so we still haven't gotten any confirmation on the uh, trailer, on the trailer vacations or anything, but, uh, jeez, I'm excited. I'm honestly, um, I'm just more so just wondering what they're gonna do, because it's, like, it's so mysterious still, like, we haven't seen Thanos at all. We saw, like, Thanos sitting down in the first trailer, like, we have such little Thanos, it's absolutely amazing, and I don't know what to do, like, is Thanos even going to really be a threat? Is he going to be the bad guy? Are they going to set someone else up? Like, there's too many questions and not enough time to answer. And I really hope that this movie just gives us exactly what we want. Like, I want to see Captain America have, like, that time when he goes back in time and spends time with Peggy. I want Iron Man to sacrifice himself to save the world. And have that one call back to be like I'll just cut the other guy I'll just cut the wire or something that like call back to him kind of being like that jerk but he'll do it he'll he'll cut the wire so they can go so he stays behind and dies or something like that would make me cry so hard I'm excited I want to see what this movie's about I really can't wait for it I don't know it comes out I believe on uh, April 26th so I'm probably going to go with my buddy Josh for his birthday. Um, Josh, if you're listening to this, let it be known that I have been lazy, but at the same time, I have been lazy because they're not out yet. They're not on sale yet. I checked. They're not on sale. We're going to go see it in IMAX because it was so sick in Infinity War in IMAX, so I'm going to see it in this again. I might be blowing a lot more of my money at IMAX if there's actually a movie that I really want to see. But yeah, like, this is finally kind of giving me that love of Marvel again. But at the same time, I know for a fact that I'm going to be having a lot of fun watching Iron Man to Infinity War. Gonna love it. I actually might actually start doing that. So if any of my other friends are watching, I might go give uh, the MCU a big hurrah and stuff like I believe I have an, I have enough of the movies I think I the only one I think if I want to actually purchase or have someone purchase or something like that I think the only ones that I'm actually officially missing are the Ant-Man and the Wasp 
that's the only one I think I'm actually missing. So that's going to be kind of cool. Um, the movies I probably won't be watching are The Incredible Hulk because it's just the odd one out. I might watch the uh, end uh, end credits because Robert Downey Jr. is in that. Um, Thor The Dark World, that movie's boring as all hell. And I think it's actually their worst movie. I won't be watching the Guardians movies. Honestly, I know they exist. I'm not going to watch them if my friends are going to force me to. We can only watch the first one because that'll be the one I'll actually sit through, but that's really hard for me to do anyway. And, um, oh yeah, I have to buy Doctor Strange, or hopefully it's still on Netflix before uh, Disney takes it all off, so I gotta do that. Uh, besides that, I think uh, I might want to talk to my friends and stuff and see if they actually kind of want to do that just for fun, and uh, see if that works. Uh-oh, we have a caller. No, we don't. <laughs> I didn't even realize we had a phone in here. I mean, I kind of noticed it, but, like, I didn't even know it was, like, actually turned on. So, that's kind of cool. So, maybe uh, if anyone wants me to do a live show, yell at me on Twitter and I'll do a live show where you can yell at me for, like, an hour or something. That's up to you, really. So, we're about a little bit over. We're almost six minutes before we go take a quick break. So, what am I going to talk about for the second half? I actually was thinking about doing something that involved Weezer. They're one of my favorite bands of all time, and they just recently uh, dropped their newest album, The Black Album. And I've uh, been looking at people all over the interwebs, and it was a really cool album. I was excited for it, and uh, especially since the uh, Teal album was actually pretty fun. I think it's time to do the official review of the Black Album. I will kind of be pretexting that, but I kind of wanted to do it last week. But again, like I said, I didn't get a chance to. And we'll, we won't be doing it right now, but we will be doing it after the break. So we still got about five minutes beforehand. So Evo 2019 has officially been announced. Smash Bros. Melee is not going to be there. I think it's actually a really cool idea. I never was really a big fan of Melee. Brawl I started with, and I went back to Melee, and I'm like, this is okay. Melee tournaments aren't fun to sit through. And honestly, I'm just kind of like, just overall depressed about watching uh, any kind of Smash tournament. But now that um, uh, Smash Ultimates are out, and I absolutely love that game, I actually watched a couple tournaments, and oh my god, this is a, such a fun game, and I'm really happy about it. What is in its place, uh, Samurai Showdown, an SNK title that um, isn't even out yet. It's coming out right before Evo, approximately. So they have maybe about a month to two weeks to actually get any of the tech and any of that other information out there, which is cool. And I'm happy that they have that much faith in this game. So I'm pretty sure someone has to have played it. I think we've seen maybe not even two full minutes of footage for this game. It looks great. I just don't know anything about Samurai Showdown. It looks fun. I actually might give it a shot. I don't want to buy it if it's sixty bucks though, because it's like it's bad enough. I'm trying to get, like trying to get some money together for Mortal Kombat 11's Deluxe Edition with still no job. Guys, hire me. But at the same time, I just want to get like that whole thing out there, and I'm really excited to kind of throw my voice out there and throw things around. I'm excited. There's a couple other weird games that are in place of Melee this year, but I really feel like a Samurai Showdown is the one I wanted to definitely mention for taking Melee's spot because that game's been around for since 2013, so about six years. Melee's just been a made stage event, but I feel like they have a 
perfect enough community that, if anything, it just makes the casual uh, fighting game fan like myself or more hardcore fighting game fan, which I don't know if I'm considered that or if I want to consider myself that. But I think it's fun that I don't have to see that crappy game anymore on the main stage of Evo. I can see Smash Ultimate if I'm actually really that interested in Smash, which it depends, but I'm really probably excited for Street Fighter V in case they show off. They want to save their uh, load for um, reveals for Evo and uh, to see if Mortal Kombat 11 is going to be really fun and see if they have any like DLC plans to show off at uh, e- Evo or E3. Like Either or would be really cool. And um, I'm really happy that this game's coming out before E3 or Evo or anything like that. So we don't have to really like be worried about like reveals or anything. We can just instead have a really fun time and just have the game breathe a little bit. We just have more about post-launch content that can be something that's more important to talk about. And I think that that's something that we really need to focus more on is the post-launch as opposed to the other uh, stuff that we have going on. Honestly, I don't really know what else to say about it. But we will be taking a quick break here on AP Radio. You've been currently listening to Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. Please stay tuned as we talk about the Weezer Black Album review. Catch you guys in just a bit. And we're back here on AP Radio. This is True Justice and Ian Hand Way. I am Ian Hand. Welcome back. If you guys are just joining me right now, I decided to take a quick break. We were talking about Mortal Kombat and the leaks and just how it kind of ruined a lot of the cool reveals recently. The Avengers Endgame second trailer, and also the Evo 2019 roundup uh, lineup and stuff. Stuff that you probably don't care about, because I know why you're all here. It's Weezer time. Um, I did a little bit of a little bit of a brief uh, text before we started on here. Uh, I kind of wanted to set the stage. Um, Weezer is one of my favorite bands of all time. I mentioned that a little earlier before the break. They, uh, I kind of got into them with the Red album first, and then went back to blue then green then like their newer stuff as it was coming out like death to false metal and hurley and then kind of just took a break from them for a little bit until you know the white album showed up and then pacific daydream and now just recently the biggest um and now the biggest stuff is going on with the teal album that happened in uh, late january and now the black album I saw a lot of people tear this album apart, and I just can't understand why. I honestly think it's a super cool album. And I think it's something that showcases that Weezer has this new kind of sound, and I think people are just a little too elitist when it comes to, like, oh, they were not the same since the Blue album. Like, that was her first album. They haven't been the same since, like, Pinkerton, and I'm not actually a big fan of Pinkerton. I think I mentioned that before. It's just not my style. I grew up with the Red Album. The Red Album has been a very personal album to me. It was kind of during a time where depression and kind of just stupid things I did kind of caught up with me. And Weezer was there for me. And honestly, what else could I say? It's a They were always, always there for me ever since then. And I think that every time I'm sad, I've been listening to Weezer a lot. So... They kind of helped me get through some things, and especially during 2019 that I literally have spent the first almost quarter of a, of the year without a job so far. It really puts things in perspective, and if it wasn't for the Teal album being a really fun, goofy, karaoke-based album, 
and now the Black Album is their new, new stuff. I think it's something that's very important to me to point that out there. So Weezer's Black Album had 10 songs on it, and I think we're going to finally talk about the 10, the the way how I'm going to review albums from now on if I actually do review albums. I know it's not really my shtick, but since I feel like no one else here in this station is going to talk about Weezer and... I feel like that I should be the one to have my own kind of little uh, way of reviewing things, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. So, the rules that we're going to be doing is, out of 10, how many of the songs I like, and really kind of just go from there. Kind of talk about them for a little bit and kind of talk about why I like them, which one's my favorite, which one's my least favorite. And if I like the whole album, I'm going to probably take a couple points out if I don't like one song or something. So I believe I gave the uh, Weezer Teal album, I think I gave it a 7 or an 8. I think it was like a 7 because I liked 8 songs altogether, but like at the end of the day, they could have put some other songs in or they could have just, you know, done a little bit more effort behind it and made it more of like, it's Weezer's Paranoid instead of Weezer sounding like Black Sabbath doing Paranoid. That's what I think that's what kind of gave it a seven, but still that's a pretty good score altogether. And also, I don't know. I don't really feel how I feel about Billie Jean, even any Michael Jackson song being there since they're just recovering or reintroducing the idea of child uh, molestation, which is just always so fun to talk about since we just kind of forgot about it for almost a decade or two. Thank you, world. So the Black Album review, we're going to start off right now by saying that there have been so far, it's a 10-album song. The total runtime, I just, it's about 45 minutes or so. Yep. So the first two songs are on this album we're going to be talking about a little bit is Can't Knock the Hustle and Zombie Bastards. I like both of these songs. They showed up right there in the front. They're really fun. They were actually the two songs that were kind of released before the album. Uh, Can't Knock the Hustle, I immediately fell in love with it. I like just how bassy and in your face and how hard the song just goes right into. It kind of gave me that whole idea, like, is the rest of the album going to be this bumping? And then um, Zombie Bastards was the same thing. So I kind of went in with this, like, okay, yeah, I know already two, two songs and I'm already two, already two for two. It started out getting weird, and I like I eventually kind of grew into it. It's uh, I think there's some people who are like, oh, it's a weird song because of like what it's actually about. It's like, you know, people are going to interpret music their own way. If someone wants to interpret it as like this, this actual like genocide or some weird shit, like honestly, I feel like it's just kind of like zombie is something that I think it can be interpreted as you're just a zombie to the machine. You don't really have your own way of thinking. You're kind of just a part of the collective. And I think that people who don't like this album, I think you are a zombie bastard, to be completely honest with you, because it's like, you want Weezer to be what you want Weezer to be, and I think Weezer should be whoever Weezer wants to be, and I think this album is a good testament of Weezer is Weezer, it's undefined, and I think we should leave it that way. We shouldn't stop trying to tell Weezer what to do with their albums instead of just letting them do their own thing and just taking it for what it is. I think the Black Album is great, and I think, if anything, it makes me more free of a music fan, and in anything, it's like, 
I can criticize this album because it's not perfect. There is actually one song on here that I actually just actually just took off the playlist because it's just so not what I liked. But people have their reasons for liking Weezer. I like Weezer's Red because that was the first thing I got into, and it was a weird album. So I like Weezer for their weird experimental stuff. You go back to the Blue Album, and I'm like, yeah, if I started with the Blue Album, I'd probably be just as snobby as everyone else who did because it's such a good album. And you think, wow, they really took a different turn each other album. Like, Pinkerton is such a beloved album because it's so radically different from everything else they've done. The Green Album is kind of like the Blue Album, but a little more poppy because they have that Island in the Sun song on there. And they have Hash Pipe, but they have, like, it's still a really good rockin' album. And I think that's probably my favorite kind of peak of Weezer. And then it kind of goes to weird stuff like Red and Death of False Metal and stuff like that. But I like that weirdness, and I think that this album comes out as popular punk rock. Pop punk rock, I'm sorry. And just weird stuff. And I love that combination. I love weird fusions and stuff. And I think they really did their best with that stuff. So two for two. Can't Knock the Hustle is funny. I mean, I keep thinking to myself, Hasta Luego. And I literally played, I think that came out around the time Spider-Man uh, PS4 came out. So I'm like mashing the hints in the uh, loading screen. And I'm like, hasta luego. Like I'm basically pressing A, I'm sorry, X. Jeez, I still have the Xbox brain no matter how long I've had a PS4. <laughs> so I'm basically mashing X to like the beat of hasta luego, adios. And it was really fun. I did that a lot and like it was the only thing that made those loading screens like not torture when that game came out, because, like, those were pretty good loading screens, but they got kind of more uh, annoying after a while, so I think I had to do something to entertain myself, so Cat Knock the Hustle is fun. Also fun to hear uh, Weezer swear every once in a while. It's just great. Uh, Zombie Bastards, pretty good song, too, so we're two for two. And the third song I want to talk about before we actually get into it is California Snow. It was an actually on a soundtrack in a separate thing and it was actually one of the more recent stuff before teal came out and i decided to check it out i didn't love it at first but i actually kind of got into it again after i did a whole like really like thorough listen to uh this album and it was stuck in my head and i think it still is so i think that's one hell of a job they did to make that song really just hammer into my head and i like that a lot so we're already like a third of the way through the album, and I'm already saying, like, yeah, three songs are good. And I think that that's cool. I didn't know they were actually going to put the uh, soundtrack song on an album. Sometimes they do that, sometimes they don't, and sometimes they would save it for, like, a best of. And I don't know if Weezer's ever done a best of album. Not to my knowledge, anyway. But we will be talking about the six songs that we haven't heard or it still be kind of showed up on uh, the uh, album as as released on the 1st of March. So the first song will be High as a Kite, and this is the song that I don't like. I don't know. There's something about it. It's just, it's soft. It's kind of boring. It's a little sad. Like, not like good sad. It's just kind of like they're trying to make this kind of like a nice little indie-ish song or whatever the hell they're trying to do, and it's boring. It's just not the rest of this album it's the odd one out and it's sad because it's a good song it's just i skipped it a lot 
my friends all were like, man, out of all the songs, I remember that one song, High as a Kite, I think they were calling it, and it's like it sucked. Like, I think my friends who like, who, you know, are like, they're into some song, some more bumping songs, so it's like when this song just takes you out of it, because it's the third song, like you got the two songs, uh, Cannot the Hustle and La Zombie Bastards, who basically are blowing your mind with how fun these songs are, and then High as a Kite comes on and you just kind of fall asleep. It's like, it's like the afternoon slump in a personified song formation, and it sucks, and you can feel it, and it hurts so much. And then, of course, my I think my favorite song is right after it, um, one of them anyway, is uh, Living in L.A. This song reminds me a lot of, like, police, like, staying in the police, and especially since they say it's so lonely, like, how... Sting would say so lonely in the song title, the same thing, so lonely. It really kind of was like, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, am I listening to Weezer or the police? And I think that's exactly why I like this song. It's a really good one. Honestly, I think it's the best album. I think it's the best song out of the six that aren't, aren't, um, oh, geez aren't the ones that we the singles that we already heard originally uh piece of cake is probably a good contender for uh the my favorite one it's a really nice one it's kind of like that's a good sad like it's got a good bump and beat but it's still a sad song it's still fun i like it give it a second to keep throwing stuff out there i like this song a lot um do 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 so that was kind of just like that's that one I really enjoyed, and um, I was thinking that like okay, I always get kind of scared with like the middle part of Weezer songs to the end because like I usually like the first half and the other half are just kind of like, Ugh. like I've given the White Album another chance when it came to like the original ten, and I did like other stuff on there, but I had to really kind of dissect it because you can't just listen to it the first time in your car. The first half is just really good and bumping, and the other stuff kind of slows down, and it's like you kind of have to, like, know about it beforehand. You can't just go in and be like, what the hell is this? But I didn't have that because then we had uh, I'm Just Being Honest, which is just a mean-spirited, fun song about how he listens to this guy's mixtape. It sucks. He's talking to his wife about her hairstyle, and it sucks. And I just love how mean-spirited this entire song is. I love it, honestly. Honestly, um, I just can't believe I said that twice. But it's a good song. I think um, if you like those kind of meaner-spirited songs instead of just happy-go-lucky, this is a perfect song for anybody to listen to. So give that one a good shot. I like that one a lot. Uh, Too Many Thoughts in My Head is probably in second to last... um, is my second least favorite, but it's still better than High as a Kite. Um, I think the beat is what saves it. I think the overall idea that there's so many thoughts in my head, and it's like, that's a very relatable song, unlike High as a Kite. Um, I think this was a really good one, and definitely a song that I would really, re- I would listen to over High as a Kite. But I think if it, even though it will remain in my Spotify playlist, it will be one that is probably skipped unless, you know... I'm just in the mood for it. I just don't really want to make the effort to try to change it while I'm either driving or while I'm at a red light. If I, you know, just feel like listening to it, I'll just listen to it. It's fine. 
harmless, harmless song. The Prince Who Wanted Everything, I feel like is a nice, a nice little uh, tribute to Prince. I'm not a Prince fan, and I do understand those who were a Prince fan were understandably upset when he passed away recently. And uh, I feel like that it was still a pretty, like, interesting enough song that it was kind of more of, like, it was a interesting take on how the fans of Prince were always kind of there. And I do have to see, like, you know, he wanted to do stuff and then he died and I think he died very young. I think it would be really cool. He was still around making music because he had ideas for other songs and albums. I think it's a shame and he was taken too soon away. He was very talented, just again, not the genre I was not the specific type of music I was looking for. And honestly I feel like that it's like people kind of just glorify celebrity deaths and then they're easily forgotten about soon after I think it's a shame because this is a really um this is a really cool song takes on the idea that you know it kind of showcases that like oh well he was a good very talented man died too soon everyone wanted to shut up about him and now like now that it's been like time to blow over it's like only so many people are going to listen to uh, Prince still and I think all in all it's a shame that he he just, you know, there not many people still talk about him or revere him in any sort of way. But at least, unlike Michael Jackson, Prince didn't molest children, so I feel like that he can actually rest in peace and have a little bit more of an honor to him. Better tribute than their uh, attempt at uh, recreating Billie Jean. Actually, one of my least favorite Michael Jackson songs, so if they did Thriller or something, like, really silly, I would have enjoyed it a lot more, but again, I still can't get past it, that fact that the king of pop is also the king of child molestation so at least prince can go down as the prince of rock and roll and just an all-around great guy so i think that's a good song in general give it a good listen to i know people don't like that one a lot because it's like oh it's a tasteless uh tribute to prince so like no you know what a tasteless tribute is whenever the hell uh oh god what is that bitch's name I don't all I remember that she did the Skyfall album. She was like super fat and then she became super skinny and then she had to do a a tribute to some uh tribute to David Bowie, David Bowie and she like screws up halfway through it. And then Gary Oldman who was like a longtime friend of David Bowie just said I missed the mate. I and just did like a million time better tribute. And he's not a singer, which is really sad when like a singer's like I'm trying to do a David Bowie song and and I fucked it up. Because I forgot her name, and I'm happy because I think she's just not in the mainstream media anymore, and I'm really happy, or else I'm just really not paying attention. Really didn't like her. I think that she was really pretentious and annoying, and she was like, oh, I'm a plus-size singer, and then, like, she just loses, like, 500 pounds. So, yeah, she it just she just was poor, and she just wanted to, you know, lose a lot of weight, so she got a lot of money and got probably, like, liposuction or something, whatever. Anyway, like, that's a bad tribute. Like, this is actually kind of a fun, interesting take on a tribute that, you know, he wanted to do stuff, but look at him now, he's dead. I think it's, again, it's like people don't understand that sometimes mean-spirited tributes can still be a pretty heartfelt tribute, in my opinion, but maybe we subscribe to different things. I don't know, like, if I'm dead and, like, I live a really fun life, if someone wants to roast my ass before I die, then they can do that, as long as they understand that, you know, it was something that I wanted them to do. And 
give that a good shout out to that. I think it's really fun. I like that mean spirited tribute. I think it's more like his fans when they auction off his autographs and now look at him now he's dead and now like now that's the main reason we auction him off. It's not because we don't care about the idea that he gave us an autograph. We want to rather we just sell it because it had his name on it because someone else would buy it because that's just that kind of fan base and mentality. If someone if if Rivers came to my house with a guitar with his signature on it. You will have to claw that out of my cold, dead hands, and I'll be probably buried with that fucking guitar. That's all I got to say in comparison, because that's what I understand that that's really cool, and I would love that more than I would try to sell it or something. And the final, so basically that was, a, so basically the Prince who wanted everything, good song. Ooh, I have an unavailable number calling me. I wonder if they're going to leave a voicemail. Oh, mysterious. That's the second call today, guys. Like, first we had someone on the on the uh, studio phone call us. And now I have some ghost visitor who's uh, calling me from beyond the grave. Well, I don't know why they're unavailable. That's kind of creepy, honestly. Wow. Just leaving my phone on drains its battery. It's at seventy three percent of my head. Like I came into the studio like an hour ago with like a full charge. Jeez. Sorry to kinda of get us a little off track. And the final song of the Weezer album is uh Byzantine. The only other explicit song on the uh album because they say the F word. Oh my god. So scandalous. I think this is a really fun one. I like again the kind of it's a little bit of a happier tune. I don't really know what to classify it as. I think it's like, it's kind of like, like hippie rock. It's just kind of like that nice little like, boop. It's a little bumpy. It's a little doot, 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 doot. It's like, it's a little bit more of like, it's a lot softer. It's not like a in-your-face kind of guitar. It's it's more in general just an all-around fun time. And it's a good song. And I think it's like, it doesn't even go, it goes by so fast for the four minutes that it goes by. In general, so what did I say? So basically, out of the ten songs, I really like nine of them. I mean, I really, 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 really like eight of them. I'm okay with one of them and one I don't like. So I'm going to give it a solid nine out of ten. Super sick album. Really good. I think it's my favorite Weezer album out there. There's still some, like, it's it's up there with uh, Blue because I also like nine out of ten songs from uh, the Blue album. So, take that for what you will. I think it's a great album. I think it's pretty poorly uh, judged because, again, I feel like there's just spoiled Weezer fans out there. And I'm just happy that Weezer's just coming out with new albums. That's all I can really say. I'm not complaining. I think um, as long as they're just not like, we're going to take a whole different direction. Like, I think with Childish Gambino, since we were thinking new album... And then he does Awaken My Love, and everyone got all super pissed off about it. <laughs> because it's like, you're expecting that. Like, if you want to, like, give out, go out there and say, yeah, I'm going to give it a whole different direction. I'm going to, I don't care if you don't understand it. I'm giving you a whole different tune. That's totally fine. But understand that maybe some people don't want that, <laughs> you know? So that's kind of how I'm at with it. Um, I kind of, I'm just excited that they're also coming out with two more albums. Like they're just not stopping 
for a while, I, I think it's just nice that like a band that I really like is kind of just writing as they go along. And I think it's really fun that after like almost like, what is it? 13 albums after like 13 albums and they're just keep on chugging away. And I think it's really fun. I think they should do more to cover albums. I think they should do more stuff like that. I think in general, they should redo their own songs in different genres, like how they did buddy Holly and like a barbershop quartet. I think that's creative. I think that the fact that they're just doing stuff like that is so cool. And honestly, if uh, if I ever get Rivers to uh, ever listen to me, I just want to say that thank you for just, you know, coming into my life with Troublemaker and just kind of giving me that thing to kind of fight my fight back. I was going through some rough patches, and if it wasn't for you or anyone in uh, the band or the overall songs that you guys sang. I don't know if I would be here right now. You guys really helped me out, and you guys are always there for me when I'm sad. I know that may might not be the best uh, thing to say to somebody like you. I listen to you when I feel sad to make myself feel better. Because you guys just, you guys always instill me with so much happiness and so much motivation to keep trying to keep doing my best. Not many bands or artists can do that. And I think you guys did a great job at doing so. I really appreciate everything you guys have done. And I, um, I'm happy you guys are uh, coming out with this black album. It was super good. And I can't wait to see what else you guys come out with. I heard Van Weezer might be one of the ones in uh, production when it comes to a maybe final name. I like Van Weezer. Keep it. So just... Keep trucking on, guys. You guys are inspirations to me. And hopefully one day I can join y'all on stage and just maybe play my heart out one day. It would be an absolute honor. And sappy moment over. I tell you guys when they... I don't tell you guys when they start, but I tell you when they end because I know someone out there is like, please make it stop. But yeah. So overall, 9 out of 10. Solid album. Give it a listen to. Don't listen to the critics because I don't think they know what they're freaking talking about because they give really crappy albums high scores. So I think music is too subjective to give it a single score by someone who listens to all genres. That's just me. So to finally start off, uh, Big Bang Theory's uh, finale is coming soon in May. The final one-hour premiere of the show. I actually might give it a watch just to see where the show has come. I actually dropped off since season five, so we have almost half an entire show to catch up on. And honestly, as much as I loved it when it first came out, the first season was just so hilarious. The second season was just better. By the time the third and the fourth season started coming around, I realized that it was good, but I don't know. I feel like I was losing something. And I feel like after the fifth season, it just kind of fell off and it lost its way. And I feel like a lot of people have felt that way. A lot of people I know haven't watched it. I was the only person who did for like five seasons, like I said. And now it's oh, and now it's going to be over. So I think I should just give it a shot and see if I actually care if I'm going to cry at all that it's over. Because you know that it's going to be that way anyway. And I feel like that it's going to be really hard to not understand how the series is going to go. Honestly, I really can't wait to see the show go. 
it's something that um, I think it's time for it to be gone. It's it, it outlasted Friends, I think. It's like twelve seasons. Like so, holy shit on that part. In general, I'm just excited to see if the uh, rest of the cast will bounce back and do other things, or they might take a break. I think they're all fine. I think the show is going to be just good, and I think it's had a great run. Even though I think it's sometimes kind of insulting to nerd culture, I think sometimes it did some pretty cool things for it. In general, it made everyone cool and kind of understand superheroes a little bit more. I think um, between this and the MCU, they are both like really important. But at the same time, they understand when it's time to like drop off and time to stop. I think that's a good thing, and I think um, most people should take after the uh, Big Bang Theory. They had a long run, but even then, they have to understand that it's time to stop. And now that the MCU is 11 years old, it's only one year younger than the Big Bang Theory. I think that the MCU should, again, learn to stop rather than just keep going because I feel like eventually people aren't going to care as much. And I think it's sooner than later that you should understand that. That's just me, though. You know, I don't know. I think it's had a good run. But it's time to say goodbye, and I might watch it. I have it might be marked on my calendar. I might give it a shot if I still actually have CBS. I don't think I actually do. <laughs> um, I don't even really have cable at all anymore. I just have uh, antenna, and I think it just said fuck off to uh, Channel 2. So if I want to watch it, I might ask someone if they want to watch the last, last episode of the series with me. But um, if it gets on the streaming service, I might actually try it. I actually actually used to have uh, five of the four of the uh, yeah five of the uh, discs, and I just like I don't watch the show anymore. I just got rid of them. So maybe if I ever wanted to get the entire series and see how it is, or watch it on the entire uh, kind of streaming service or something like that'd be cool. So besides that, I'm just kind of wondering how it's gonna go and how it's gonna end and what, how far they've come. I'm hopeful that it's going to be fun and people are going to enjoy it and take it for what it is. And I hope that, you know, those who have been longtime series fans from episode one of season one to the last episode of season 12. I mean, I hope you guys got everything you wanted and I think it can't get any worse than the uh, How I Met Your Mother series finale. You can uh, understand how all of us are pretty pissed about that shit. So... As long as you guys don't do that, I think it'll be fine. As far as I'm concerned, right? So, that's all we got for tonight, folks. Hope you guys enjoyed me um, rambling on for about at a good old 50-so minutes. Almost an hour. Jeez. So, next week I'll probably be continuing talking about Combat Cast and potentially talking about some other things. Hopefully, uh, Endgame tickets come on sale soon so I can get those um, in IMAX. And uh, hopefully by the next time I talk to you, I might actually have an employment opportunity, but we don't know. So hopefully things go a little bit more lucky since St. Patrick's Day is upon us. Wish me luck, and uh, hopefully you guys all have a great week. Great rest of the week. Have a happy St. Patrick's Day, and I will see you guys later. Here on AP Radio, this is Ian Hand on his show, True Justice in the Ian Hand Way, signing off. Hope you guys have a great week, and again, enjoy the weather until this potential cyclone of winter comes and spoopies us once again. Stay safe out there, folks, and I'll see you guys next Friday. 
here on AP Radio. Take care. Good night.